What's up, everyone? Grand Rising. Happy Monday. Um, hope everyone had a great weekend. I know that we were live last night for a little bit. Come here. Come on. Come sit with Mommy. Let me know. This is his feeding time, so he has his little piggy hearts that he loves. Here, I'll be... <laughs> That's it. That's all you get, sweetheart, okay? Uh, but I hope that everyone had a really great weekend. This is Manifesting Mondays every Monday and Thursday at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. Um, and I love to start the week off with something positive and go into the week with something that we are grateful for. And um, had a family gathering last night for my brother's birthday. And um, we'll talk a little bit about family and creating boundaries with family, right? Um, because a lot of turmoil, there is a lot of turmoil in people's lives because of family. You're welcome. Glad that you enjoyed it last night. So when it comes to family, you know that saying, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family, right? Boy, is that saying true. Thank you, Angela, for wishing him a happy birthday. Boy, is that saying very, very true. So you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. And... Once you start getting older, you come to realize these things that you can choose your friends very wisely, but you have to live with the people that are your family, but you also have to create boundaries with people that are your family, right? Um, and a lot of us are who we are. Most of us are who we are because of our, our parents or our caretakers, right? That's the programming that we talk about that lives us. Who we are every single day is a result of parenting, caretaking, and probably our teachers even. And sometimes when you are around your family, you realize why you're so dysfunctional or why you have the thoughts that you have. I'm not saying this to be funny or anything. Hi, Ben. I'm saying this um, because it is the truth. That we are a result of our programming through our parents, through our family lifestyle, right? And when you go and you visit and you see people from your family, you realize, I am exactly this person because of A, B, and C. And a lot of times things in families that are dysfunctional, they don't really get better they just change they just shift the dynamics shift right and sometimes it's really hard to watch the things that change because now when you're an adult when you can defend yourself when you do know exactly what's going on you don't need to defend yourself anymore because someone else has become a target and so you just get to observe it from an outside standpoint and it's very difficult when people are so set in their ways that they don't even notice who they are, who they've become, or who they always were. So you get to watch this unfold, and it can still have, obviously, a really grand effect on you when you're around a person that's very triggering for you, when you're around a person that sets off all of your red flags and bells. And this person is a parent or a sibling or a grandparent or caretaker or whomever it might be. So it's 
us learning to separate ourselves from that or create different boundaries with those people. People that are very controlling, people that are very condescending, people that aren't kind, people that are not all the things that you are trying to be, growing to be, or changing to be. And people who refuse to work on themselves. And that's the biggest thing when we talk about awareness. Most people that are in here, we have awareness of ourselves or we probably wouldn't be listening to this conversation. Because when you have an awareness of yourself, you have an awareness of the things that you think because we know that what we think is what we become. And like I think it was Chris that said it, um, people who refuse to work on themselves. And the people that refuse to work on themselves are the people that have zero awareness of who they are. And the people that have zero awareness who they are manifest people into their lives that are exactly like them, that validate their feelings of who they are and how they behave. So they never will change until you bring it to their attention. Until you are able to stand up to the person that has caused so much chaos in your life. I just want to be better every day. But there's a lot of people that don't even have the awareness that they should be better or that they need to be better. And oftentimes those are people that are considered narcissists. Right? And a lot of people that are narcissists will never change because they don't have the awareness that they even need to change. They don't have the awareness of themselves that there is something wrong and that the way that they are and the way that they think that the entire world revolves around them. Isn't it too early for trolls? I guess it's never too early for trolls. Um, so we just block people. That's all. But people who are narcissists will never have the awareness that they are narcissists. Everything in their world or in the world is you living in their world. It's their world and you're just living in it and everything revolves around them. Once I started speaking up and setting boundaries, I got called the narcissist and that will happen, especially from people that are narcissists. No hope for narcissists, question mark. Most, most times, no. There is a very high percentage that a narcissist will never change. So when it comes to people that are narcissists, their wounds. <laughs> I'm going to kill them. Hold on one second, guys. <laughs> Hold on one second. I'm texting my brother. Um, so what I was saying about narcissists is, for one, you can't tell a narcissist they're a narcissist. They, they, there is zero comprehension of that. Me? How, how could I? Because it's, it's literally their world and other people... <laughs> that are in that world are just they're just there to serve and please these people but they cannot see their traits of being a narcissist they cannot see it they cannot conceive of it when you have an understanding of who you are right and that you you have this will to change you really really want to change 
this is who I'm talking about, Ronnie. I'm talking about narcissists. I'm talking about the family dynamic. I'm talking about the fact that you can't change a person that has zero awareness of the things that they do wrong. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about family members that have zero awareness of... <laughs> Shut up, you dick. No, my brother's going to come in here and torment my life. But people are asking if narcissists can ever change. And the truth is, is that narcissists, 90, 95% will never change because they don't have the awareness and they can't understand. Oh, Ronnie, you have people in here wishing you a happy birthday. You Narcissists cannot understand that they're narcissists. So to tell somebody that they're wrong, which you can relate to, Ronald, to tell her she's wrong, there is no comprehension of it. No, I'm not. I'm not. How can we bring awareness without them closing off and blame shifting? It's, re it's really all on the approach. Okay. If you're going at somebody, you did this and pointing the finger directly at someone who was a narcissist. <laughs> if you stay away from someone that, I mean, stay away from pointing fingers at somebody, it's all in your approach. Like when I speak to someone in my family that's a narcissist, when I speak to her, I say, well, did you ever think of it this way? And maybe this is the possibility. You lay out possibilities and scenarios and then you allow someone to think, right? I'll give an example in a second. But you lay things out instead of pointing the finger and saying, you did this and I'm this way because of you and all these things. They will automatically feel attacked. And yes, they will absolutely shut down. But if you say to them, you know what? When I was at this party with you and this happened, like, didn't you feel that this was going on this way or like perspective, right? And Benny's saying the narcissist is going to want a big fight. My brother can relate to that one because he's talking about it now. They do. They always want a big fight, a big battle. And then after the battle, they turn it around for them being the victim. After all I did for you, how could you say this to me? And I can't believe that you'd feel this way. I did this, this, and this for you. It always turns around to be about them because that's how narcissists are. That's how they operate. No matter what the scenario is, they will turn it around and make you think that you have to apologize to them. No matter what. And I'm sure that every single person here can relate to someone that is like that. I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about, you know who I'm talking about. Um, I'm saying that you can relate to it. Callie loves saying it's always about them. I wonder if dating a narcissist can trigger an awakening. Yes, it can trigger an awakening to tell you to run as fast as you can. I've, I've dated a lot of narcissists. A lot of times when you're an empath and you can feel other people's feelings, you attract people that are narcissists. I've studied narcs for years in depth, so you can relate to this. I dated someone that was a, the biggest narcissist well, not the biggest, the second biggest, let's just say, narcissist that I've ever met. And this person was, from childhood, um, severely bullied. Severely, severely bullied, right? 
um, had a mother that was very aloof, not a mother that would hug you and kiss you, not a mother that was very emotionally connected. Um, and this person grew up to be a huge bully himself and doesn't even know it doesn't have the awareness of it, but it's his world and everyone just lives in it. My son's dad is a narcissist. So there's so many people that can relate to this. We have a really fun relationship, me and my brother. See, Ron, you have a fan club in here. My kid's father, huge narc, stems from deep childhood wounds. And these wounds are so deep. They're so deeply ingrained in that person. And when we talk... When we t I'm not talking about him, Ronnie. Actually, I'm talking about somebody else. <laughs> I've, I've been with many narcissists. I've dated many narcissistic people. I attract them. They're like magnets. They're like magnets that need healing. And it's exhausting, right? It is exhausting. So what I'm saying about the, when I talk about manifestation and, and the programming, the subconscious programming that is so deeply rooted in you, and we manifest those things. So it's the same thing as a narcissist. They have this emptiness in them that could never be filled. A narcissist. They have the most deeply rooted wounds that can never be filled. So in order for you to say, can a narcissist change? A narcissist has to change if they have awareness that they have to change. But people that are narcissistic don't have that awareness because they their wounds are so deeply ingrained in them that they've just grown to be like that. So it's like, there's nothing wrong with me. There's something wrong with everybody else. I'm the victim. I'm the victim. It's always someone doing something to me. How dare they treat me like that? How dare they talk to me like that? How could you do this to me? After all that I've done for you, there is zero awareness. There is zero awareness that anything is a problem. So, this is just, um, this is from three, Project 369, but this is just a reminder of how we maybe should or could feel for ourselves and other people. May you be still and remember who you really are. So when you're a narcissist, you will never remember who you really are. You don't have any awareness. You don't have the capabilities to be aware of your true self. They don't have a true self. They need more and more and more every day. Nothing is enough. One person that I said was a narcissist, he was so deeply wounded inside that he would be sexual with five different women in one day. <laughs> nothing was ever enough for this person. There was never enough food. There was never enough material things. There was always a need for more all the time. Yes, for the year. Until you come to my retreat. So, he just really is distracting me right now. May you ignite your power to manifest everything that you want. In order to manifest everything you want, you have to be aware of the programs that run you. So if you have programs that run you that say, I'm not good enough. Nobody will ever love me. I'm always left. Um, I'll never get the things that I dream of. I don't have enough money. I can't afford this. If your mindset is that, 
May you ignite your power to manifest everything that you want. You will never manifest anything that you want as long as you have such a limiting mindset. And people that are narcissists have it far worse than anybody else. But they don't have the awareness of that. They just know that they are, know that they're the victim. Or at least they do a very, very good job playing the victim. Because it's their world and everybody else just lives in it. May you experience freedom and fulfillment at the level of your soul. So you can only experience freedom and fulfillment at the level of your soul. If your soul, if your I am, says that I don't deserve freedom, I don't deserve to have a nice home, I don't deserve to drive a car that gets me somewhere safely, I don't deserve to have all the abundance that I want so that I can have all the experiences that I want. You could only experience freedom and fulfillment at the level that you resonate at. So if you resonate at a place that I feel so deserving of everything that I have, I'm so grateful for every dollar that's in my bank account. I'm so amazed at the wonderful people that show up in my life. If you live at that level of your soul, you'll experience freedom and fulfillment at that level of your soul. But if you don't, if you don't experience the freedom and fulfillment that you want, it's because of where your roots are planted. They're planted in doubt. They're planted in very small-minded. They're planted in a poverty mindset. And these are all things that we've learned. May your heart be filled with a peace so deep, not even the most beautiful thought could describe it. How many people know a person that's heart is filled with peace? So deep and beautiful that you can't even describe it. I don't think I know one. Grateful is greater than hateful. I don't think I know one person that is filled with so much peace that not even the most beautiful thought could describe it. Because we're programmed mostly with more negative things than positive things. And if we're programmed with mostly negative things and not positive things, how can we experience freedom and fulfillment? How can we have power to manifest everything we want? And how can we remember who we are if we don't, if we're not filled with something positive? I don't know one peaceful motherfucker either. That's the problem in this world. That is why we continue to manifest all these awful scenarios in life. He's hiding his bone back here. No, actually, I do know one person, this one right here. He is filled with a peace so deep and beautiful you can't describe it. Your pets. I found a deep sense of peace. Surya, I am so happy to hear that. If any, has anyone else experienced deep peace? No, when you hang out with negativity, you are negativity. You are what you hang with, right? So people are saying they're dog for short. That's a being that I know that's full with love. And he gets anything that he wants because he's on that frequency, right? Dogs have it figured out. And when you have animals as pets... If you've never known love before, for a lot of people, I'm not going to say for all people, because there are some people that are mean and cruel to animals, which I have things that I would say about that that I won't publicly. Um, but for the most part, when you do get a pet, your way of loving a being, and now he's digging in his bed, is so much different. They teach you unconditional love because they love you no matter what. 
They love you no matter what. How many people can you say that you know are like that? May you be faithful, courageous, and committed. Faithful, courageous, and committed. May you be faithful to yourself. That you believe in the things that you're doing. May you be courageous to actually start doing things that are going to change your life. And are you committed to those things? Are you committed to your change? But again, when we go back to a narcissist, a narcissist doesn't even know that they need to change. So if you don't have the awareness that you need to change, you can never change. I'm the best mother. I'm the best father. Everybody loves me. <laughs> Kids love you no matter what. That is a fine line with that. When we're talking about having narcissistic parents, there's a fine line between love and hate. When you have a parent that is so disruptive, that caused the reason, or that is the reason why you are who you are. You have a parent that is the reason why you are who you are. There's a very fine line between love and hate. You still love them. Or you may not like them. <laughs> a narcissist, like I said, there is like a 90 or 95% um, statistic that they don't change. And the reason why a narcissist doesn't change, if any of you know a narcissist and you're asking why a narcissist can't change, you already know the answer why they can't change. They can't even see their own bullshit. They cannot conceive of it. Like I said, most times when you get into a fight you or an argument with a narcissist, they, want, they turn it around to make it where you're apologizing to them. Where you are apologizing to them. May you know deep down that you deserve it all. If you don't know that you deserve it all. How could you attract that? I talked about last week that it's like you're holding a magnet in your hand. And the magnet inside of the magnet is all of your thoughts, right? If all of your thoughts are inside of this magnet, you can only attract things that are like your thoughts or your beliefs about yourself. So if your beliefs are about yourself that I don't deserve a loving partner, I don't deserve to have a nice home, I don't deserve to have anyone that loves me, I'm always left. I'm always abandoned. No one ever stays. I'm always cheated on. I can never have children. I'm always sick. I always have a headache. That's inside of your magnet. So if, if we attract what we are, that's the only thing that you can, that you can magnetize towards you. That's it. Don't ever try marriage counseling with a narcissist. They pull out all the stops and you will end up the bad guy. So I know that everybody can relate to... Can you hide it, puppies? This talk about narcissism. And social media makes it that much worse for people. I mean, I've seen the transformation in people that I never thought it would happen to. But you watch them and they grow in popularity and the things that they say and people... 
you know, always agree with the things that they say and say, oh my God, you slay and you're a queen, you're a king or this or that, all this nonsense bullshit. And you watch people morph into something totally different. You watch people from talking to you to talking at you. Even people that I was close with, you watch the transformation. Social media causes narcissism. And that's not even an opinion. That's people that don't have or not deeply rooted in who they truly are. They're easily manipulated by what people think of them. Because if someone was constantly, or if people were constantly saying bad things about them, they would take that and it would really truly affect them. In the same way that people are saying, oh my God, you're so right and this and that. That goes to someone's head that doesn't have grounding. Because if you were truly grounded and rooted in yourself, you would know that your mission is to give certain messaging. And when you give certain messaging to people, you know that it's helpful, but that doesn't go to your head. You just know that that's what your calling is. Before social media even. Like Tony Robbins, people like that. Like His calling is to help people. People that you know, a Bruce Lipton. People before influencers was even a thing. They know their mission is to help people. But how deeply rooted are you in yourself that what people say, whether it's good or bad, doesn't affect you because you know that this is my mission, this is my message, and this is what I'm meant to do. Jim, I'm so glad you're on Instagram now. I had a relationship like that once. She would start an argument and make me feel like I had started. It baffled me for a while until I saw the pattern. Over, it stopped as, okay, you stopped reacting to her. Well, people like that you got to run from because they don't have the awareness. If you have the awareness that something isn't right, if you have the awareness to look at yourself and say, wait a minute, but this isn't my fault. Like I didn't start this. I didn't do this. Just get out and run. Run away as fast as you can. And it's easier said than done, and I get it when you're entangled with someone like that because you have so many um, webs that you've weaved with a person that's a narcissist that it is difficult to get away from them or to even set boundaries. May you live the life of your dreams. So how do you live the life of your dreams if you don't believe you deserve the life of your dreams? It takes a lot of healing after dealing with a narcissist abuse. I have PTSD or CTPSD. So you cannot call in the life of your dream if you don't believe that you should have it. You, it's impossible. Because again, you're holding the magnet. And inside of that magnet are all of your thoughts. All of your beliefs about yourself. So when you're out in the world every single day and you wonder why your world looks the way that it is, it's because of the magnet that you're holding, quote unquote. They're more skilled at fighting. Narcissists are incredibly skilled at fighting. Or they shut down and become the victim and then, I can't believe that you talk to me like that. And then they, they end up making you apologize. May you forever be blessed with abundance. So in order for us to be blessed with abundance, again, it's all about the worthiness. 
My ex was like this. He had money to buy anything, left me with nothing. He fought me in the end and he cheated. It was good to let go. And a lot of narcissists are cheaters because they're so empty on the inside. There's nothing that can fill these people. But they believe that they can do whatever they want to because they've been so hurt in life that it's like, well, I'm owed this. I can do any anything that I want because I'm such a hurt human being that it doesn't matter. They can't relate to your feelings. They're that deeply wounded. They cannot relate to your feelings. Your feelings are irrelevant. They'll, they will manipulate you to make you feel bad and things like that, but they don't have the capacity to feel in a way that you feel. Why are there so many around these days? I blame a lot of it to social media. Um, but also, like, everything that happens right now is a result of social conditioning. So if it's happening right now, it's because they want it to happen. Because narcissists don't have an awareness. They're not grounded people. So if you have a society of people that are not grounded... They're easily manipulated. They're hostage takers. They do. They, they do take you for emotional hostage, mental hostage, maybe physical hostage. Um, but people that are grounded, people that have awareness of the things that are going on around them, are the people probably that were sitting here talking in this live. We have an awareness, so we're not easily manipulated people. But people that don't have a groundedness or they don't have um, their, how can I say? So you, you don't have your emotions. You're not in control of your emotions. Narcissists are not in control of their emotions, not for five seconds. They're on, they're blasting off in two seconds of someone that is a posed threat to them. Someone that wants to argue with you. They don't have control of their emotions. So if we have a society of people that aren't in control of their emotions, we're very easily manipulated. The people that are the easily, most easily manipulated are those that don't have control over their emotional well-being or even an awareness that they have an issue. So if we have people like that, this propaganda is so easy, <clears throat> it's so easy to project onto people because you absorb it because you're so irrational and you're so emotional all the time. And they know that. So we have a society of narcissists for reasons that are much bigger than what we can think of. People in here really know because people in here really know and have experienced narcissists. They want hurt people out there hurting others to spread the darkness, question mark. We can, we can, love can overcome that. So we're, we are the messengers for the low vibrational frequencies in this world. Because most of us live for in a low vibrational state of mind and we don't even know. Grand rising. Most of us live in a low vibrational space and we don't even know. So we can only create something low vibrational. We can't be a low vibrational being and have negative thoughts and create something great. So if the collective mostly lives on a low vibrational frequency, what do you think the three-dimensional world is going to look like? Pretty low vibrational, pretty low frequency. How can we create 
something from love if we don't live in love with ourselves. We literally can't. Uh, may you unlock the key to the universe. And this is a triggering one for many people. Because when we speak like this, the religion thing comes in and, you know, gets involved in all these other things. And that's not at all what I am referring to. May you unlock the key of the universe. The key of the universe is whatever you believe it to be. If your key to the universe is Jesus, if your key to the universe is Buddha, if your key to the universe is anything that you believe, and it gets you to the same place that you really want to get to, which is maybe a person that is a loving person or someone that is grateful. Because most people are not grateful. I didn't even know about gratitude. Like, I would feel it every now and then. If someone would give me something, I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. But when you start to have awareness of what you can be grateful for, I could be grateful for this pillow. I could be grateful for this couch. I could be grateful for the leaves outside. I could be grateful for going on a walk and hugging a tree. It doesn't have to be something grand, but your key to the universe can be anything that gets you to a place that makes you feel good inside or that can get you to the shift that you want. As long as it's not hurting other people and you're not harming other people or yourself. So if you're, your key to the universe could be you just got a puppy or a kitten and that animal has helped you to see what it's like to truly love someone or something or some being. Maybe you never knew how to love before and an animal taught you that. Your key to the universe could be you went outside one day and you were walking down the street and you were really angry and someone passed you and said, hey, smile, you're so beautiful or something really nice and it just totally shifted you and caught you so off guard. And that was your key to the universe to tell you or remind you that not everyone in the world is bad. Not everyone out in the world is there to hurt you. Not everyone in the world wants to cause harm and destruction like the news propaganda shows us. It's only the bad things that they show on the news because it's programming. So your key to the universe can be anything. It doesn't have to be religion. It doesn't have to be spirituality. It could be anything that ignites a positive light in your soul. So I'm going to read that prayer again from the top. I'm going to kill her. My sister knows that I'm live and she's texting me. Um, let me just read some comments. I die of shock if I got a compliment from a stranger. Okay, so this is um, my Project 369. Or Project 369, the key to the universe evolved consciousness. So, where was that at? Let me see. I die of shock if I got a compliment from a stranger. Now, that is a belief. Like, oh my God, like, I could never get a compliment from a stranger. Right? So if you believe that, then there isn't anybody that's going to maybe change the trajectory of your day because you don't believe something and you doesn't believe that that could ever happen to you or that you're worthy of it or that you deserve it. So let's try this simple manifestation is that I receive a small message from the universe today. Project 369, The Key to the Universe, Evolved Consciousness, is the book today. 
I love complimenting strangers. It's my favorite. I do too. If someone has really good energy, I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, your energy is amazing. And all of a sudden they'll just be like, thank you. Like, and you know, it totally, Jen, what happened to your phone? I, I'm trying to read this and do this at the same time. Jen, I'm reading, um, I'm explaining the key to the universe. Keys to the universe. Ben, you are a fucking miracle. So the last thing is, may you unlock the key to the universe. So I'm going to read this again. May you be still. A, me too. Good hair. If somebody has good hair, I'm like, I love your hair. I saw some girl walking down the street in the, in the city. Um, I don't know. This was like months ago. And I'm like, I love your haircut. Oh, my sister, Jen. Um, I was like, oh my God, I love your haircut. And she was just like taken by surprise. And she was like, oh my God, thank you so much. I'm like, where did you get it done? And she told me the place. And I went and got my haircut there. Um, but just taking people by surprise. The key, fuck, I'm sorry, Karen. The key to the universe evolved consciousness. So I'm going to say the prayer again. We just broke this down. May you be still and remember who you really are. May you ignite your power to manifest everything you want. May you experience freedom and fulfillment at the level of your soul. May your heart be filled with a peace so deep not even the most beautiful thought could describe it. May you be faithful, courageous, and committed. May you know deep down that you deserve it all. May you live the life of your dreams. May you be forever blessed with abundance. And may you unlock the key to the universe. Every single one of those things that I just said, there has to be a certain level of awareness for you to attain any of them. And when we're speaking about narcissists, they don't have the awareness for any of these things, except that the world revolves around them and they're the, it's their world and everyone else just lives in it to serve them, to fill them, to cater to their needs. What are you saying, Jen? I'm so confused. So, let's see. So again, in order to have any of those things, this is, this is the question, who are you? If you ask many people, who are you? What, what do they tell you? Their name. Oh, you're talking to the other gen. Okay, I was a little lost for a second. The believer's name is I am. That is not only your true name, but your true self. The believer has the power to believe anything they want. The believer has the power to change their beliefs and thus change everything in their world. The believer has the power to feel as though they are a person they desire to be and accept it. The believer has the power to create their reality in the way they desire and play the game of life according to their own rules. So if, you're, if your name is I am, if you are I am, what comes after that? Because anything that comes after that is who you are. And it's not right or wrong. It's just an acceptance from your subconscious mind. So if you say, and not on purpose, I'm so stupid. Oh my God, I'm so stupid. Or you're in the, you're looking in the mirror, you're trying to close, you're like, oh, I'm so fat. Like, oh my God, I hate myself. There's people that do that shit every single day. Every time they look in a mirror, they tell themselves how unhappy they are with themselves. Even though it's subconscious, you don't even realize you're doing it, it just comes out. The I am is who you are. Good or bad, it doesn't matter. 
Your subconscious doesn't know good or bad. It just knows what your beliefs are and it accepts them. Your subconscious mind isn't going to argue with you and say, you're not fat, you're beautiful. Your subconscious accepts your programming. I am hot. Listen, if you walk by a mirror every day and say, I am hot, like you're going to attract people and people are just going to say, wow, like he or she is fire. Like they are so hot. If you, for example, even people that maybe aren't the most attractive, that have so much confidence, there's something about you that attracts you to them. And you don't know what it is, but it's just their energy, their energetic pull, their belief in themselves. So it doesn't matter what you look like. It matters what you believe about yourself because it's all energy. Like I said, if you have a magnet that has all of your beliefs in the magnet, that's what you're going to attract. So if you're like, I am hot as fuck, and you're confident and you truly believe that about yourself, I'm a queen, I'm a king, I'm treated, there is no, I'm treated like a god or goddess, you're going to find people, he was just, <laughs> he's, he just sat down, he just drank water, you're going to attract people that treat you like that, but if you truly believe about yourself, like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm never treated well, and, you know, I always find people that leave me, and you come from this victim mentality, or this poverty mindset, that's the only thing that you can attract, you're not going to miraculously attract somebody that is going to treat you the way you always want to be treated because nine times out of ten, if you did attract that person, you would push them out of your life because it would make you extremely uncomfortable because you don't believe that you deserve that. Why is this person treating me so so well? Why does this person love me? He's on the floor. He's right next to the couch. Bubbies, Bubs, you want to sit with mommy? Come here. He's on. He's he's laying on the couch. Sometimes he sits right next to me. I'm a powerful hot woman. Okay, so. These are great sayings, right? But these are these are the sayings that we have to believe. Jen, he's right here. He lays. There he is. You see him? Bubbies. Leo, do you want to go to Doggy Park today? See, there he is. Okay? There he is. He's right there. It works. Have you ever met someone who is not the greatest looking, but they ooze his confidence? They, have, they just have charm, so they turn into a tent. Absolutely. If you're just randomly out somewhere and you just meet somebody and maybe they aren't the best looking, but they have this personality, you're just like, oh my God, I love this person. Like they're amazing. Right? Um, I am proud of myself. It's that confidence. I've noticed when people see you have it, they try to take it from you. And that's true. A lot of people want to, and I was talking to Johnny last night, people, people, a lot of men are very uncomfortable around Johnny for sequoness because he exudes a different kind of energy and men don't know what to do with it. They're just like, this guy's talking about, he loves me and all these things, but he's so confident and he knows exactly like, so people's energy will throw you off when you have that confidence. They're just like, why can't I be like that? But there's, there's enough confidence to go around for everybody. There is. There's enough confidence. There's enough love. There's an abundance of everything. My sister and I were talking about this yesterday. About, um, what the hell was I even, what were we talking about? About God and Jesus and that you, God wants us to be abundant. He doesn't come here for us to be paupers and for us to be poor. 
in order to have the most expansive life that you could possibly have, you need to have an abundance of money. You need to have these things. And there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people will translate that to greed or translate that to money is the root of all evil. Those are all programs. Those are all programs. We're programmed to believe money is the root of all evil, that you shouldn't want to have a lot. But these motherfuckers that are out there, billionaires, trillionaires, that are robbing people blind and making people sick and unhealthy at their benefit, they can have it all. But us little people can't. First of all, we ain't little nothing. I'm just saying in the dynamic that they've created. So until we shift our mind and consciousness to know that we deserve to have it all, we will always think of people that have a lot of money as greater than or better than. Or that they're evil because they have a lot of money. And a lot of them are fucking evil. But there's a lot of really good people that do great things with money. So it's all depending on what you want to do with something. Anything could be considered good or bad. This water right here nourishes me, right? It hydrates me. But if there's too much water, I can drown in it and die. So you can look at everything as good or bad. Right? If you have so much money, you don't know what to do with it. And you give it away to animals and you give it away to people that need it. You're doing good. But if you're a person with a lot of money that holds on to every dollar and is mean and, and doesn't do anything good with their wealth and abundance, <clears throat> they actually do bad with it. And they're doing experimentations on animals. They're doing experimentations on human beings with all of their money and wealth. It could be good or bad. Everything could be good or bad. These glasses can protect me from electromagnetic frequencies. But if I break these glasses and make this glass really sharp and I and it's on the ground and I step on it, it can cut me. Everything could be good or bad. It doesn't matter. It's all the way that you look at things and all about your perception. So how you view things and people can shift dramatically depending on what your state of being is and how you live within yourself. If you see the world as bad, everything is bad, I can guarantee you, you're going to manifest and call in all these bad things to prove to you that that is the truth. But if you go out every single day and say, this world is a great place. There are so many people that are peaceful. There are so many loving people out there. There are so many loving experiences for you to have that are just waiting for you to have them. I can guarantee you that's what you're going to have in your life. But if you go to your job every day, I hate this job. Like, I don't make enough money. And, you know, I can never pay my bills. You're living in that poverty mindset. I can guarantee you that's all that you're going to manifest because that's all you believe that you deserve. Because if you deserve, believe that you deserved more, you would have manifested that. But you can shift out of that state of being to manifest better than what you have. We attract what we expect. I own land farm too. That's I own land and farm too. Trauma survivors don't succumb to victim mentality. Um, there was a girl that died from drinking too much water. So, so it all depends. Everything is perspective. And your perspective comes from what your beliefs are about yourself. You can't be a friggin' super, super negative person and see the good in everybody. It's not going to happen. You're going to be the person that complains about everybody and says, did you see what this person said? Or can you believe that this happened? Oh my God, look at what this person's wearing. A person that comes from a, a, a negative state of being will find fault in everyone. 
well, why did you get that? Why did you buy that car? That's ugly. They will, they will find fault in everything. Why would you order that to eat? Like, what are you eating that for? People like that you either set boundaries with or you run from. Those are your only two options. In my opinion, anyway. <clears throat> it's so crazy because I realize that I will plan things out and not realize how I'm going to do them, but I do them and with confidence. Then I sit and wonder sometimes how manifestation works. Landon, that is manifestation. It's not taking no for an answer. It's just having an inner knowingness that it's going to happen no matter what. I don't care what the circumstances are. It's happening. Right? Doesn't matter what the circumstances are. This is happening. This is how it's going to be. Right? So we, have to, we don't often don't realize that we are manifesting things 24-7. It doesn't matter if you, if you like manifesting, if you don't believe in manifesting. You're manifesting 24-7. Your subconscious mind does not turn off. So again, I say this, if you're listening to the TV while you're asleep, because you are listening, your subconscious mind is listening to the TV. And if the news is on all night while you're asleep and all your subconscious mind is hearing is about the new train that was derailed or there were 75 murders here or that um, there was a kidnapping here and all that you hear all night because you can't, you have to sleep with the TV on, your subconscious mind is being programmed with everything, your pharmaceutical commercials, side effects, sickness. Your subconscious mind is listening to that while you are asleep. You are programming your mind of all the things that it's hearing while you're asleep. So whether you know it or not, you're manifesting 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it's just by your thoughts. Your thoughts are automatic. So if you don't have the awareness of what your thoughts are all day long, and that's a job in itself, then you're just going to continue to manifest those things. So if all day long your running program is that you hate your job and you dread going to your job every single day, you hate it, you despise it, you're not making enough money, you can barely pay your bills, and that's all that you think about all day, the universe isn't going to give you, let's get you a better job with a lot more money so that you can afford everything that you want. Because you're not resonating there. That's not where you are. The radio station that you're listening to is that never have enough, never have enough, never have enough, can't pay my bills, can't pay my bills. You can only attract what you are. So if your thing is, I hate my job, I hate my job, I hate my job, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough money, you're only going to attract more of hating your job and not having enough money. Your boss isn't going to say, I know that you hate this job, so I'm going to give you a raise. It's not the way that it works. I play Bob Proctor positive affirmations while I'm sleeping. 100%. There's a million audios that you can play while you're asleep. They're 8 hours long, 10 hours long, 12 hours long. And it has positive affirmations that run on loop all night. It's reprogramming your subconscious mind. That's probably the most effortless. You're sleeping. But your mind hears it. Your computer, your supercomputer of consciousness hears what you're listening to. And if the program is saying, I'm abundant in everything that I do. I'm so happy every day. My health is amazing. I'm so in love. I'm in the greatest relationship. All these things. Eventually, the mind starts to shift, and then you will start to attract these things little by little. It is crazy, Landon, but we're always, always 
bringing things toward us. Even if you don't like the word manifestation. Some people think that it's new age and all this other shit, which I really don't care. But it's just the way it works. It's not, it's not new age. It's like science. Like it's proven through science that this is the way that the subconscious mind works. Whether you like it or not, your supercomputer, that's the way that it works. If you don't like it, ask God to do something different for you. I don't know what to tell you. So the I am, that's where we were, is the I am. Um, let me see. Okay. How, how is it almost an hour that I've been rambling on? Are you kidding me? Whoa. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, guys, we're going to, um, <laughs> I'm going to cut this one off. Not cut it off, but I mean, I've always, almost been on for an hour and I didn't even realize that I've, that I've been on here for this long. But hopefully today it was helpful and talking about narcissism. Um, Okay, this is the last thing. What if I hate my job because I feel like this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing and I feel enslaved? The only way that, if that's how you feel, then that's not what your calling is. So what is your calling? First, have the awareness of that. What is what you're supposed to be doing? And then take inspired action to do that. Can it be a hobby for you maybe so that you have more fulfillment in your life? I don't know. Can you shift out of your job now and into what you actually want to do? Because if you're some, if you're doing something that you're not fulfilled in, and even though you're making amazing money, then would you prefer happiness or money? Or both. You can manifest both. That's totally up to you. Okay, guys. No. I got to go. I got to call my sister. Great way to start the day. Landon, love you lots. Have an amazing day, guys. I will see you all. I'm good, Ed, this morning. Um, I don't know. I'll be on this whole week, probably. Also, guys, again, my retreat, there's a couple tickets left. If you want to come to the retreat, it's March 22nd to the 27th, Tulum, Mexico. You guys can go to nourishmysoulretreats.org. You can use it as a tax deductible because this is for a 501c3 charity. So your ticket sale or your ticket... Um, money can be written off. Isn't that nice? So if you guys want to join, please get your tickets very soon because it's coming up. We are about a month away. Almost. We're almost a month away. So I will chat with you guys later. I will post this if you guys want to watch it again. Have an amazing day.